Hello, and welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, a podcast where we break down and review movies, shows, trailers, and all things pop culture. I'm Emmett, and I'm joined by my co-host and avid day after Valentine's chocolate shopper, Ivan. Today we'll be looking at the <laughs> long-awaited Justice League Snyder Cut. Dude, I am an avid after Valentine's Day chocolate shopper. How'd you know? What's your favorite Valentine's candy? Well, this year it's the chocolate uh, Reese's peanut butter cup um, hearts. I don't know if you've seen those, but you know, I was thinking about like those or like a Snickers heart, but I feel like that's just like you just like the candy bar. I yeah. feel like Valentine's candy is very specific. It's only those like Neko hearts. Oh, the 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 ones that come in the little heart shaped containers. Yeah, and they have like little be mine <laughs> or yours truly or whatever written on it they taste disgusting but they do <laughs> they are they do. you remember no. how many of those you used to buy in high school to give out to, to, to did you ever do that did they, i'm assuming they did i feel, I feel like yeah. i'm forced valentine's to, like... delivery <laughs> i was in elementary school though for for my town yeah i used to i think i did it all through middle school and it was always like who am i gonna gift is it weird if i gift this person we're really just friends and then i don't think it really meant anything but you kind of put a lot of weight on it (laughs) when when you're younger but we got something bigger here bigger than love we have the snyder cut trails (laughs) the best most the highly most anticipated movie i i think i just worded that really poorly (laughs) uh I, I I guess it's fair to say it's one of the most anticipated things of, of 2021. Maybe not for us, but... I think it's forcefully anticipated. I don't think naturally anyone would really care that much, but what they've done for like how long they've built it up and how many trailers to trailers, like a trailer to this trailer they've given us, like they're hyping it up <laughs> for us. We're actually recording this with guns pointed at our heads. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think um, this it's a long time coming, but w- this really kickstarted last year, right? Like right around the time, I can't even remember when they announced it, but they made a big deal of it being like this HBO Max subscriber driver. And Yeah, I remember when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to come out like in a month because I thought it was just like re-editing some scenes. But then, yeah, I do. It's been like a year or a year and a half of no, no, nothing delivered. Yeah, everybody thought, and I guess the the just kind of like because I followed this the whole conversation behind this thing for a while, the the big controversy was always like there was that group of people that would say there's a Snyder cut is out there, it's available. Why don't they just release it? Um, and well, the answer is like if you know anything about movies, they're right. There's probably a, there probably was this cut available for some time, but it wasn't finished. It's not the cut that they took over to post and ended up doing all the vfx shots for right so i guess this is where it kind of went in because the estimate right now is that he was given 70 million dollars for four additional minutes of new footage that he would that he shot within the (laughs) last year and like the completed vfx work so that's a hefty sum for a movie that you're technically not really putting you know, like a full kind of backbone into in terms of like a full on production. Well, maybe it does bring a a bigger fan base into it if it fixes some of the errors that the original Justice League had. That's three Reese Witherspoon movies. <laughs> That's the budget of three Reese Witherspoon movies. It's crazy. Oh, well, when you put it that way. Yeah. OK, now I get it. You know, you and I have been kind of a little bit split and then kind of aligned in certain things with the DCEU. 
right like what what are, give me your general thoughts on this because i feel like we might be on the same page kind of but i don't know <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we learn on, a lot i think we are on the same page that we really really like the dc universe superheroes and villains uh maybe even more than the marvel ones just from like a comic standpoint but from a movie standpoint the DCEU does not hold a candle against the MCU. So I haven't really, I mean, I've said that I was against this movie uh, just because of how much hype it's received and like is forcing upon us. But I I think watching this trailer, it's made me go, oh, okay, maybe this could be an interesting watch. Like, obviously I was going to watch before this trailer, but this trailer, I don't know, This it's done its job and made me interested in it. I don't think this necessarily saves all aspects of the DC universe or, or movie universe. So I'm not going to be like, no matter how good or how bad this is, like it's going to change the course of, of everything for the DCEU. But I, I, I am more curious about like why Josh Whedon like diverted from so many of Snyder's ideas. And we ended up getting the product that we got. Like that's what I'm more interested in. It, it may be like an interview with him. Oh, have I got a story for you then? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been following this since like since everything pretty much went 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 to you know a really weird spot with this because it seems like um you know and I feel like we could spend an entire hour plus talking about this and still not be done with all the points but basically ever since the Justice League movie came out the one that was taken over by Joss Whedon um. Zack Snyder has been kind of talking to fans and basically telling them, yeah, 75% of what I shot wasn't used in the movie. Yeah. So he's been touting this whole thing of like, yeah, that's not ex- that's not at all how I wanted the movie to go. I had a different direction for it. Um, from my understanding, they finished. he had finished shooting the movie, minus a couple things he wanted to clear with Warner Brothers that he wanted to shoot extra. Um, but then, unfortunately, he had a death in the family, I believe his, his stepdaughter had uh, had passed away and so he asked for additional time and here's where i kind of am rooting for zach on this right because the studio then took that and used that as an excuse to basically let him go from the project they hired joss whedon did this whole pr spin and told everybody that like oh zach snyder was totally cool with this he like wanted us to do this um and so it kind of seemed like you know because batman versus superman was received so poorly from a critical standpoint they took it to mean like it's better if they reverse course. And so they used Justice League as the opportunity for them to try to make it more Marvel uh like. Which I don't think is necessarily the the right approach for it, right? Like I think the MCU works so well because it's true to the core of the of those characters. You just need a direction that's true to the core for the DC characters. And they weren't really delivering on it either, but I guess they thought Joss Whedon could save them. <laughs> And do what he did for for Justice League, but it sounds like it it just or not it sounds like we we saw the disaster <laughs> that that ended up um, fostering. But that's kind yeah, of the I, I'm of just this. more curious as to why he deviated so much. I get what you're saying that he's he probably had a lot of direction above him. Yeah, he had to make it more like the MCU, which swing and a miss if that's what they were trying to do. <laughs> uh, but. So I do get like trying to make it your own thing. You also have pressure from above to to make it something else. Uh, that was probably just a 
element of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I think I take I take it to me that's what that that's what happened here because it it doesn't like when you really look at it or when you really think about it. I think a Justice League movie should have easily done a billion dollars at the box office, and it didn't. In fact, I I don't think it made it like anywhere near what a like something like a Civil War did. Yeah, just because the like like Civil War or any Marvel movie that did really really well is because people want to go see it twice, if not a third time, in theaters. And after seeing this movie once, it was like, okay, that's more than enough for me. Right. And and I think a lot of it had to do with that shift in tone. Uh, because, like, I feel like as much as I didn't like Batman vs. Superman all that much, the box office never say different. I think this is kind of one of those things where it's kind of like reverse Last Jedi situation. Where there was enough people that saw the movie that maybe did actually enjoy it. And the, and because the critics were so loudly against it, the studio just kind of shuffled a bit and and got too nervous to continue on the, its trajectory. Uh, mm. From my understanding, though, it, it was all studio mandate that he deviate from Zach's original story. So I'm I'm curious to see what what ends up happening because like you know you and I were texting back and forth, but yeah, this this does look like a completely different movie. It was 872 million box office worldwide. So, I think that's worldwide. Whatever Google gives me, <laughs> uh, that has to be worldwide. Yeah, it looks like another source said. Yeah, so it, I mean, it might have come close, but I kind of venture to guess that the a lot of that is actually foreign box office numbers. Yeah, and I, I think I, I think the breakout's like two two thirty in the U.S. Geez. and then the rest is worldwide. Uh, so that kind of that's right up just above Wonder Woman. And a little below, yeah. and yeah, like two hundred below. Dark Knight Rises, or even but, Aquaman, because Aquaman got a billion dollars out of this. Well, that anyone would go DC see movie. Jason Momoa, you know? Yeah, you know, who who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, that got one point one billion. That's Jesus, crazy. that's a lot. And the thing, like everybody used to, like anybody I talked to would say, like, oh, that's the most Marvel like of the DC movies. That's I'm like, the worst. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't particularly like it. I think it, if anything is close to Marvel in terms of like tone, I don't know, like in terms of like set direction or anything else, it would probably be Shazam. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into this trailer, though. Yeah, we're not going to break down every single element of the trailer. Uh, there's a lot of YouTube content. You could go find that on. Uh, we'll just talk about some of the, you know, key bits that that stuck out to us that made us more interested. Uh, that being said, I do want to start with the opening. Ten seconds is about. Uh, we get to hear Lex Luthor lines from Batman vs Superman about the bell has been rung, uh, indicating that you know that was when Superman died, right? And it kind of proved that the heroes are not inv- invincible. So, do you right. think we'll get to see Lex again in this? He wasn't in Justice League, right? Um, he was in an after the credits scene. I don't know if Zack shot that. I was under the impression that that was a Zack Snyder scene. There's a, and again, I don't want to like divulge too much because I feel like I, I could get off on a tangent here. But um, I know from the stuff that he shared with people on social media, there was supposed to be a whole sequence involving him and the Deathstroke character. 
uh, played by Joe Manganiello, if I'm pronouncing his name right. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that last name. Yeah, that's the one thing I was like, they've set up so many potential plot points that they just don't follow through on. <laughs> like That's the problem with DCEU is like they want to go so many ways. Like, wasn't it in Batman vs Superman where the Flash travels through time and interrupts yeah. Batman's dream sequence? And it's like misinterpreted or like just overlooked. No yes. revisitation of that on the, in this episode <laughs> or whatever. Well, yeah, I think that's one of the things that they took away from Justice League. And that was a Warner Brothers mandate. Because in this trailer, you get to see that those sequences kind of added back in. So yeah. we'll get to see the continuation of it. But there, there's a lot to that. There's a whole time travel element to it that we didn't get to see fulfilled. A lot Inter- of fan theories came off of that. I remember it was like talking about like multiple worlds or like multiple realities see the thing is like they're not all theories though they're actually what Zack snyder came out and said like hey this was my plan he actually divulged his whole (laughs) plan after he had been let go and just basically said like he he originally pitched a seven movie uh series which was basically man of steel then batman versus superman followed by i think a solo batman movie and then three justice league movies so that was his whole pitch to to warner brothers and what they kind of told them yeah go ahead and do it but then after seeing batman versus superman then they like changed their mind so it just kind of seemed like they approved too much too quickly and just didn't bother to put somebody there to just make sure that they're all aligned with it but then they went too far the other way and got too involved themselves and it's like it's never good when the investing company gets no. that involved no it's never good when somebody that's not a creative person goes on set and starts to give direction <laughs> because like you end up with you know disasters like solid disasters but then again in the reverse of that you have the the last jedi example where maybe you should have something <laughs> ringing in your talent before they get too creative on it it's all about balance i think you know it really so is but Superman's dying in the beginning of this thing, <laughs> which has him yelling out, I guess, like his it's his death cry <laughs> as as best as I can really say it. Right. But yeah, um, followed by a shot of what looks like the temple on Themyscira collapsing. Yep. And then probably the biggest element of this trailer is Batman's post apocalyptic dream that he has. Yeah. Uh, which looks like a wasteland. Uh, I didn't really like this bit uh, just because it felt so rushed and it like it wanted to be broken down and, and you know looked into and defined, but it ended up just being like brushed aside really quickly. Yeah, why are we seeing so much of Batman vs Superman? <laughs> are they like redoing that one too? No, so they actually shot he shot more of those scenes for Justice League. But I know that none of the post-apocalyptic stuff actually ends up showing up in the Justice League cut. So then after the dream sequence, we see Diana searching a tomb and finding drawings of a hooded figure. I guess that's Darkseid, the villain for this movie. Immediately after that, we get to see him uh, with, I guess, his followers or descendants or whatever. He's um, it looks like some sort of throne room or something where they're walking into. Yeah. I know he's flanked by two characters. I know the one on his right is a character named Dasad, just because like visually he looks exactly the same. It's like this hunchback looking guy with a hood covering him. Um, but then over to his left is what appears to be in like a woman with gray hair. 
I think that's Granny Goodness from the comics, <laughs> hmm. which is is a follower of his uh, from the comics. But it's kind of funny because like in the cartoons and the comics, she's like this, uh, you know, cherubic kind of chubby old lady <laughs> that's like super super buff and and strong. So it, it's I did I never thought I'd see a live action Granny Goodness is basically <laughs> where I'm getting at. Bit of a deep cut there. Yeah, he gives me kind of like Thanos vibes, which this could be a better villain to have. Just because, I don't know, Steppenwolf alone received a lot of flack just because he didn't seem that tough. Yeah. So maybe maybe this is a little bit more of an even fight then. Well, Darkseid's supposed to be like the villain, to, the end-all, be-all villain in DC. So he's he's supposed to make someone look like Thanos look like a chump. You know, so if they do him well, that's what we'll see here. If, like, Darkseid, from my understanding, is is basically Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet at all on at all times <laughs> wow yeah so i you know ho- if hopefully they do him justice though that would be good uh because we see steppenwolf meeting with him and promising to have the world fall so i guess he's found a new person to motivate him uh instead of his own mother <laughs> which was yeah. always weird yeah I, I feel like that was probably a just we didn't added thing because it never yeah. made any sense at all <laughs> Yeah, that part didn't make sense. But we get a we get a good sequence of fights after that. We get to see the Amazons fighting, Aquaman fighting, Cyborg fighting. Uh, we, I think we see Flash running for a little bit, uh, all in quick edits. So, I mean, hopefully these are better fights, like each of the individual ones, because it felt like when Steppenwolf went to fight the Amazons, that happened pretty quickly. It was done and over with, and that's supposed to be like a warrior nation, and they couldn't slow him down really and then kind of same for aquaman it felt like you're fighting in his element and he didn't really put up that big of a fight yeah and it looks like these sequences are either extended or very like alternate from what we saw on the actual cut because and, and i guess the earlier shot might be the entrance of steppenwolf you know that's probably where that kind of comes in yeah the timeline's gonna be a little tough to figure out from the trailer because i feel like there's gonna be a lot of uh, like Diana explaining the history of the world to Bruce with better flashbacks. Cause you pointed this out, skipping ahead a little bit at 142. I thought it was Aquaman holding King Atlas Trident cause he's wearing the green and gold outfit, but that wouldn't make any sense because of the timeline with Aquaman's individual movie. Uh, but you pointed out that that looks like it is King Atlan. Yeah, it definitely is. He's got a, he's got a gray beard and gray hair on him. Well, I mean, it was, we we struggled to get the pause there, so I can't be entirely <laughs> blamed for just watching it in real time and not being able to spot it. <laughs> it seems like the because the, they did have a flashback sequence where in, in the theatrical cut, the Joss Whedon cut. I'm just going to call it the Joss Whedon cut from here on out. <laughs> yeah. Um. The in the Joss Whedon cut, we had a sequence where Diana is explaining to Bruce the history of the of the mother boxes. Right. And you have like the what she calls the tribes of men, the Atlanteans and the Amazons fighting side by side along with some green lanterns. Yep. And the Greek gods, I believe. Yep. Um, all against the armies of apocalypse. So I think that that's, this is the same sequence that we're seeing here in the trailer. Apocalypse or you mean Steppenwolf? No, no, no. The, um, it's, it's Steppenwolf or dark side. I don't know who they're going to use in this cut, but, um, that's who I guess they're fending off in that flashback sequence. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's why I think this trailer is a little tough because some of it is going to be like probably seen in the beginning or middle of the movie, but 
really a ancient history type of thing. Right. It's kind of hard to tell, like, is all of this happening in sequence? Um, so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I also saw some bit, some shots of Cyborg before he was turned into the robot, and then Flash with, like, saving a, another girl and connecting with his father. So we'll hopefully we'll get some of the origin bits that we... I really enjoyed the origin bits that we got in the original Justice League, Josh Whedon's cut. Yeah, I hope we get to see a little bit more time with, with Flash and with Cyborg. Especially those two, because I feel like anybody that we haven't gotten fleshed out in that universe deserves to have you know, a little bit more time to kind of get to know their character a little bit better. Yeah, I think they got added to be just to fill out the team's numbers. And then they didn't really get too much origin. They got just a little bit. But then they also weren't used a lot in the final fight. So I kind of get that they were just utility players almost. I am surprised that we didn't get a single glimpse of the characters that we know Zack Snyder has been teasing and telling fans have been coming. Like there's no shot of Martian Manhunter in the trailer. There's no shot of the modern Green Lantern, um, which from the promotional material, we know they're coming. Uh, So I'm I'm kind of glad that they held off on that. So, crossing my fingers, hoping to see what what they look like visually in this movie. Ryan Reynolds is in this? No, I think it's going to be a different (laughs) actor playing the role. There's only one Green Lantern for me. (laughs) It's Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) He was the best. There's like, I wonder which one he's going to use because there's, let's see, off the top of my head, I I can think of three Green Lanterns on Earth that they could go with. You Um, know, Green Lanterns aren't real, right? they're not (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) who are the three green lanterns on earth that you can think about uh well the one that that uh the one that ryan reynolds played which was hal jordan and then you got um the green lantern from the justice league cartoons which was uh john stewart if i'm recalling correctly and i don't remember the the third one all i remember about him is that he had a bowl cut john stewart from the daily show that's yeah. He shares he shares the name with the, <laughs> with the comedian John Stewart. I wonder, could they be the same? No, uh, well, the John Stewart Green Lantern is black, so I don't think. <laughs> okay, maybe I, not. I don't think they can be. <laughs> uh, but that sequence else? at one forty six with Angry Superman. Yeah, we finally get a glimpse of what a lot of fans were hoping to see, which is the black suited Superman. Yeah, I don't know too much. I'll be honest, I, I'm not that well-versed in DC Comics. I mean, I just knew Batman and basics of Superman growing up as a kid. But can you go a little bit more into that? Is that like a major thread? Yeah, kind of. So in, in the comics, um, I, I think this was the early 90s, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But like, I think the most iconic Superman story of, I guess, the time that we were kids was the death of Superman. Yeah, which is uh, literally the death of Superman, <laughs> where Doomsday ends up killing Superman. He ends up stopping Doomsday, but at the cost of his life. So there's a whole storyline afterwards where it's called, I think, the Ring of the Superman, where everybody tra- like there's different characters that all of a sudden show up because, you know, God forbid Krypton blows up and stays destroyed. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of other like fake Kryptonians that show up to try to take the mantle. Uh, but eventually Superman is reawakened 
and he shows up again and for some time i don't know how many years it was but he came back with a mullet <laughs> and dressed in a black superman costume so it's just like it's an iconic time period during the comics so it's definitely something that fans have been asking to see especially after Zack Snyder took the liberty of destroying and killing off Superman in the in the last movie. So it's what a lot of people were hoping to see. And we finally get it. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think they tried to accomplish that briefly without really addressing it in Josh Whedon's cut. Like him coming back and not having memories and being like angry against the Justice League team. But yeah. that lasted all of like one scene. There's a lot of symbolism in DC, and so they use the black color as like the transition from death to life, right? Which is supposed to be like the and the opposite of Darkseid's anti-life equation thing, mm-hmm. um, which I can get into more. But I feel like that's a, even the confusing topic for me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, black costume Superman. It's it, I'm I'm surprised we get to see it. A funny little backstory, apparently. Uh, everything that was shot for the movie was shot in the red and blue, the traditional red and blue costume for Superman. But Zack Snyder had planned on, I think he 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 filmed the suit in a brighter tone so that he can then take it in post and make it black and white, um, which he ends up doing here in this cut. So <laughs> it was kind of his way of trying to get around the studio, which was heavily against him using the black and white costume because they thought it was too made things a little too gritty you know let's Mm. let's let's not go that route but we can have batman kill people that's totally fine i'm okay with that (laughs) uh speaking of batman though the ending of the trailer goes back to the dream sequence the batman's post-apocalyptic dream sequence and he is talking to jared leto's joker without any of those tattoos or maybe the grill. I can't really tell about the grill, but the tattoos seem to be gone. Yeah, it looked just like only face paint. Yeah. Although I got, I gotta, I don't know how to feel about Jared Leto's Joker. I feel like I hope he he gets enough screen time here to kind of redeem that performance, right? Because I feel like the Suicide Squad stuff was a little much for me. Um, but it's interesting to see to see the visual of him. He's he's wearing what looks like a GCPD vest. And you only get a little glimpse of it, but it looks like he's wearing a couple of like police officers' badges. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about it either. I don't know if I like it, but it's so interesting to read like the comments on the YouTube trailer. <laughs> like every single comment is only about Jared Leto and the Joker. Well, he resurrected like, that meme. Like nothing else stuck out to you guys to to latch onto for the comments in this trailer out of like <laughs> it was like two and a half minutes long and you only you're only picking the last scene of joker well to be fair it's placed in such a way that like you kind of can't help but notice it directly and that's the thing that has a lasting impact because it's literally the last scene in the thing i don't know um, I, could, I would go in on angry superman zapping some people <laughs> he looks pretty pissed off yeah well i, I think that it's probably because it's tied into that we live in the society meme, which, you know, I thought it's been a couple of years since I've seen anybody bring one of those memes up on any of my social media feeds. But I guess it's like one of those things where like you get somebody, some pop culture thing to say, to say the thing, the the most popular meme or whatever. And then so people kind of latch onto it. 
Because that's what I've been seeing is like a whole bunch of memes of Jared Leto's Joker saying we live in a society. Yeah. I don't really get it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they'll uh, if Joker and Batman will get along in that dream sequence. Probably not. <laughs> Who was it that uh, in the dream sequence? This will pay off if I go back and rewatch. But does like he go like Batman is taken to a truck t- for a shipment, and it's the kryptonite, right? And then he's betrayed by whoever brought him there. Yeah, it's supposed. He, I think you're led to believe that he had. He's been working with these folks, and they supposedly have a kryptonite rock. It ends up being an LED green light, and so he realizes he's been set up. And then he gets captured by what looks to be Superman's forces and the flying parademons. That was it. And then Superman showed up. I couldn't remember who the villain was in it the was dream. It was Superman. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> let's uh let's keep this short let's go into predictions do you have anything that uh you're coming into this movie uh thinking is definitely going to happen or, or what the effects will be well i can't really have too many like i like i feel like because i followed this story for a while i kind of know more or less what's going to happen because Zack snyder's literally just kind of spilled the beans on it yeah um which in retrospect I appreciated the fact that he wanted to get that out there, but at the same time, it's like, damn, if he only knew he we just waited a couple of years, he could have released this thing itself. I think I could have been a bit more hyped about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Martian Manhunter and how he ends up looking in this movie. Um, there is a particular big twist to, to that character that goes back to Man of Steel. Yeah, which, I know everything. I know everything about the uh, Martian Manhunter, but you know, just for the people out there that don't, maybe like a quick, uh, what is what what does he do? Shall I spoil it for the people then? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's a character in Man of Steel. We'll put it that way. Like the the well, I, I don't know if this is. I feel like it's not really a spoiler because it's out there, right? But uh, Zack Snyder's original plan was to reveal that the Martian Manhunter has been on Earth this whole time, and he's actually been in the DCEU since Man of Steel. And he's actually supposed to be the general from Man of Steel. The same guy that's kind of tasked with basically keeping a tab on Superman. You yeah. briefly get to see him um, helping Lois out in the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman. Um, yep. Or for those of you who only saw the theatrical cut, he's the guy that picks up the phone that's like, my God, Mr. President, we just bumped Superman. <laughs> so that's that guy's supposed to be Martian Manhunter. Or it's supposed to be revealed that he's Martian Manhunter. What are his powers, though? Oh, so he's a shapeshifter. The last survivor of Mars. In the comics, he's basically the last living Martian after a brutal war between the Green Martians and the White Martians on Mars. Um, so he's a bit of a tragic character, like pretty much all the DC characters <laughs> seem to be. Um, but he's meant to be a alien refugee that's literally just kind of hiding out among the humans um you know hiding hiding for dear life and it's not until superman kind of comes into the picture that he's kind of inspired to show himself so in that respect it's pretty cool that Zack snyder would include him and kind of had this whole plan for him all along uh so I'm, i'm excited to see his reveal and exactly what role he's going to play if any in the final fight, or are we really just going to see like a kind of an after the credit sequence with him? Regardless, I'm I'm happy to see 
this character pop up in live action form. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. And Green Lantern. Apparently we're supposed to get a Green Lantern. That I think you and I might have talked about this when we saw it. Justice League respectively. But uh, that sequence where Superman visits Alfred and tells him... Was it Superman? It's not Superman. Apparently Zack Snyder always meant that to be Green Lantern. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, I think you brought it up that like in the, in one of the trailers you see like a reflecting green light. Apparently yeah. that's exactly what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Green Lantern. Well, what what tripped people up and I think this was like the thing I was going to say is the thing I'm most looking forward to. Uh not necessarily a prediction, but the thing that tripped people up so much was that Alfred said I hoped that you were coming or something like that in that original trailer. Yeah. Which is confusing because Superman and he looked down at it like at the other person's chest, which is like that must mean Superman because Superman's symbol, the S, means hope. But yeah, I, so I don't know how that exactly fits for Green Lantern. But yeah, that that's I think the part that I'm most looking forward to is is getting these Alfred interactions because we get to hear him a little bit in this trailer. And uh, I like I like his rapport between. Uh, this Alfred and um, and Ben Affleck. Affleck, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the Michael Caine and Christian Bale one is great, but I think I think these two have this like very odd chemistry that I wouldn't necessarily put these two together, but it works. Well, it's like the 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 dynamic they have is very different, right? Because the Michael Caine and um, Christian Bale dynamic is very much like a father son type of thing. Yeah, and then for for Jeremy Irons and uh, and Ben Affleck, it's very much like kind of like best buddies kind of thing. Like this is like your older yeah. best friend, you know. Um, I really like Jeremy Irons in that role, and it's like I feel like that's one of the things that I can't really complain about the casting in a lot of these things because let's be real, Jason Momoa made Aquaman badass. Right. Like you you can't. <laughs> but if you take a look at like comic book Aquaman, which is this blonde guy wearing what looks like the same outfit as mermaid man from spongebob (laughs) riding around in a seahorse right with like a little yellow trident it's not intimidating at all but you can't say the same thing of like put jason momoa in the classic aquaman costume and he still looks intimidating well that's what i will give dc credit for is casting the right people i think gal gadot is a great wonder woman i think cyborg and flash were also are well casted Henry Cavill is a good Superman, too. Like, I feel like he's, aside from the Christopher Reeve version of Superman, this is, I thought Man of Steel was probably the best Superman movie we've gotten since the original Christopher Reeve movie. You mean, well, are you not counting Superman Begins or whatever it was called? The one with Brandon Routh as as (laughs) Superman? Yeah, we're not not going there. (laughs) That that one I'm trying to um, forget. Forget, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But even Ben Affleck, I thought he was a good choice for Batman. I, I just thought, you know, I don't know. I think they strayed a little bit too far from from their char- the characters and what they are in the comics. So it kind of Zack Snyder's universe. While I don't I don't hate it, but I also feel like it's not quite what it could be if it would have like kind of made sure that certain key components to those characters stayed consistent with the source material. Well, that's what I'll say contrary to what you believe in just because i'm not as big in the comics so i get to approach this with fresh eyes and be able to be like oh the, they don't 
they're not beholden to anything. Um, so I, that's the reason why I like Ben Affleck in this role because of what they chose to do with him, like his feud with Superman and how they fueled it. Like he's witnessing him tear down his city and not have to pay for it in any way. Um, not financially, but like morally. So I, I enjoyed that part. I mean, the part that I obviously didn't enjoy was connecting over the name Mar- Martha, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, so I don't, you know, pigeonhole them into sticking to the comics in any way. Yeah, no, I think all those elements are Batman-esque. I think what bothered me was more so the, because Batman's super obsessive in the comics. There's no, like, going around it. But I feel like the thing that was missing for me from the DCEU that they didn't quite carry on from the comics was that kind of like moral incompromise that Batman would have. It's kind of like the argument that people have with Luke and last Jedi, right? Like the fact that Luke Skywalker would never behave that way or whatever. It's kind of the same element with Batman. Cause I feel like the, the no killing rule is a very, very big thing to stay consistent. Cause it's one of the core components of the character. Yeah. So that, I that was yeah. That was my biggest thing, that my biggest critique of it. Everything else, I feel like I can, you know, I don't mind. Like, I don't want them to be 100% beholden to it. But at least the traditional things, like the key ingredients to the character, just keep them, you know? Yeah, I do agree with that. Although that warehouse scene is incredible. <laughs> in that's like the only Superman. killing he did, right? Every, like all the criminals that he put away, he would brand them. And then people on the inside would kill them, right? So... so there was the one because I, I went back and I tried to be like ah maybe it wasn't that big of a kill count. It's only really he really only kills people in that movie when he shoots the um well no when he's going after the kryptonite and he runs over the the squad of people in that van and then he mows down with a chain gun <laughs> a whole bunch of Lex Luthor's goons. Right. In the okay. warehouse, you you can kind of argue that he maybe like concussed them. I'm pretty sure some of them are dead, but <laughs> uh, you know you can make an argument for that. Maybe that wasn't the most lethal force that he used there, but in that chase sequence, he definitely mowed down those people for sure. Okay, yeah, I got you. I'm with you. Yeah, I gotta rewatch these, so that's gonna be my homework before uh, March 18th is to rewatch. Unfortunately, rewatch Batman vs Superman and Justice League. I would, you know, I, I would be as bold as to tell you to watch the ultimate edition of Batman vs Superman because I feel like that's the only worthwhile. I will watch that one. Yeah, yeah. After it exp- half hour. It even kind of explains the Martha stuff, which had it was what bothered me the most too. Because I'm like, wait, what? You just gonna stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it it further emphasizes the fact that he's just beating the whole family thing over over the head during that cut, and so it kind of makes sense at the end of that. Yeah. I mean, I did watch the extended cut, and I do agree that that's the one to watch, but it's just the prospect of having to rewatch it. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Although, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. If you take out Doomsday from that movie, I think you got a better, more solid case for, for a great movie there. But then who they fight? Lex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you, you didn't really need the threat of Doomsday to kind of unify them. You know, it could have just been like, oh, this guy's been playing us the whole time kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm going into this a bit dry, but I just think that the Doomsday sequence was a little bit much. I think they committed to having a physical altercation. Yeah. That you can't have Lex be the ultimate bad because 
he just presents a mental fight. Also, in that extended cut, you learned that that isn't actually Lex Luthor. That's Lex Luthor's kid. I don't remember that. He he refers because in the comics, um, Lex Luthor's dad isn't also named Lex Luthor. Like they don't both share the name Alexander Luthor. Only one of them is his dad has to go by a different name. But in the in the extended cut, you find out that um, Lex Luthor is Lex Junior. Basically, so they subtly throw in there the fact that like, oh, it kind of isn't. It is, but it isn't Lex Luthor. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes of it. You know, like, and and I hope that you know for the folks that have been waiting to see. Uh, this movie for a while or you know to see Zack Snyder complete his vision I hope they get what they want out of it um I'm, I'm gonna be glad to see him actually kind of you know stick it to Warner Brothers for <laughs> for a change because I know that particular situation mu- must suck and it must be one of those things where it's just like irritating to to be dealt that short of a hand you know yeah it's some vindication right all right, well, that's uh, that's our breakdown of the trailer. We're probably going to do a look into Justice League, uh, comparing Josh Whedon's cut to Snyder's cut afterwards. So uh, in the meantime, we'll probably end up watching Batman vs Superman and Josh Whedon's cut before then. But if you uh, if you have anything you want to add into the conversation about this trailer or about the movie in general, uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at BT fourth wall for being 4th. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.